What is going on guys? Welcome back to the CEO cast. Today is going to be a very special episode. It's something you lot have been requesting for a long time and we're going to be talking all about dropshipping. Now before that happens, I need you all to please press that subscribe button. I'm trying to reach 10k for the end of the year and make sure you press the like button down below just so I know that you lot are liking this episode. Anyway, with that being said, I am with Camille Sato, who is also known as the Ecom King and all within e-commerce and dropshipping. So I'll let you take it away. Yeah, man. So my name is Camille Sato. I'm also known as the Ecom King, uh, based in the UK, Birmingham. And I've been doing e-commerce and dropshipping now for around about three years. I've been in e-commerce for five years. I started off with buying and reselling. Then I transitioned into dropshipping. And here I am today, man. I've been doing over multiple seven figures in yeah, revenue. Sick, so for the people who don't know, including myself to some extent, what is dropshipping? Yeah, so, drop, so dropshipping can be done in multiple ways. You can do it on Amazon, you can do it on eBay, or you can do it on Shopify. Now, what dropshipping actually is, is it's where you have a product on your website or Amazon or eBay, and you don't buy that product till you actually get the sale. So okay. then you limit your stock. Because obviously a lot of people buy a lot of stock, but they can never get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this limits the risk of you holding stock. Okay. So that's why it's such a good business model. Um, so like I said, you just stop, you just you just go on the website and buy it as soon as you get the order. So what, what sort of stock would you personally sell? What yeah, so me personally, I just follow the trends. That's the thing with dropshipping. Dropshipping isn't a long-term business model. Mm. It's there to take a trendy product, scale it as aggressively you can between yeah. six and 18 months, make a couple of hundred thousand, make a couple of million in revenue. Um, and then once you've done that, then you can go out there and build a branded e-commerce site. Mm. Um, and as you will probably know, Gymshark did start off with the dropshipping business model. And obviously, like I said, as soon as they transitioned into an e-commerce brand. So- Let's take it back. So that's what dropshipping is. Now let's talk about how your involvement came into it. So just to start off with, how old are you right now? I'm 21 years old. So still very young, even yeah. though you look about 24, 23. <laughs> so you're quite older. It's good for you. Um, but yeah, when did it all start? How did it all start? Yeah, so like I said, I started doing buying and reselling like Giuseppe Zanotti's Christine Lebutons back in 2015. And then in 2017, I thought of, what, how can I scale? Because buying and reselling, you can't really scale it. Yeah. So I thought, what business model can I do that's online and scalable? And I Googled how to make money online. And then it came across affiliate marketing, um, Amazon FBA, dropshipping, read about dropshipping. I thought, that sounds really cool. So when you heard of dropshipping, did you know what it was at the time? No, nah, I didn't. I had to watch videos. Now I'm not the, I am really bad. I'm dyslexic, mm. so I can't read. I can't do any of that stuff. So I have to watch a video content for me to understand it. So yeah. I went onto YouTube, saw loads of videos and I thought, that is clever and smart. Yeah. So, I mean, I think because what it is, dropshipping's come about recently. Yeah. Um, as in, as there's a hype around it. Yeah. So recently, but it's been around for many, many it's been, years. It's been around since 2008. Yeah, it's so, been a long time. There's been people that message me saying, Cam, I thought about dropshipping in 2008. I've seen so many young kids make so much money. Now I want to get back involved again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then how does it, let, let's start off with this, yeah. How does it all work in terms of how do you know what's trending, what you're going to sell next mm. and keep up with the time so you can pay your bills at the end of the day. Oh yeah, of course. So the first thing that I want to say is, look, dropshipping is a long-term, it's not something that you're going to get involved with and get rich overnight. Don't mm. let those people online fool you. It's going to take between one and three years to make some decent life-changing money from it. Yeah. But in terms of how you find products that will do well and make money, you can use tools like things like Google Trends. If you touch, type in a search phrase, it will tell you if that search term is trending. Yeah. Then it tells you, obviously, anything related to that search phrase mm. could do possibly well. You can go on something called AliExpress Dropshipping Center and it'll tell you how many orders a product's getting every single day. Okay, so you can see it directly from yeah, the Yeah, you website. can see directly through AliExpress, which is one of the which is one of the wholesalers. Yeah. You can see if that product is being sold in, in terms of how much a day. Yeah. So then that obviously will tell you, well, if that's getting sold, eight, eight units are getting sold a day and it keeps increasing and increasing and increasing, that's trending. So then obviously you can jump on it. There's other tools where you can com you can spy on competitors' Facebook ads, which is the main way of people doing it. And you can see how many views they've got, mm. how many likes and comments they've got. If a video's got like 2 million views, they're paying some serious money yeah, to get that. Stuff like that. So yeah. then you're not spending that kind of money if it's not working. Yeah. So then you can go out there, copy the product, and then obviously take it your own way. Fair enough. So let's dive it back once again, once again. So you started early, like you said. So you're 21 now. You yeah. started at how old? I started when I was about 15 years old. 15, so you're still doing your GCSEs at Still GCSE, still in college and whatnot. Yeah. But obviously I didn't, didn't get my head down. I've got no GCSEs. Mm. And I also left college in my second year because I got fed up of it. 
Oh, so you didn't you didn't even finish college? No, <laughs> I got my first degree and then I just left because I was like, I actually went to college to do a business level three diploma and I got I passed my first year, but then I realized I've come to a business college to learn business, yet I'm getting taught how to work for somebody else's business. And mm. I thought that's You want to learn how to make your own. There you go. I wanted to yeah. learn how to make my own business, make my own money, but I wasn't so I thought the same, the same yeah, yeah, yeah. time. So no, I, just, I guess everyone has got their own decisions to make, isn't it? So yeah, of course. probably the best thing to do. So you do got in at about 15 years old. How did you know what to do when you first started up? Yeah, so what I did is I thought, what I want to do something that I enjoy to start off with. And this isn't one of those things like, oh, you're just saying this. I, I just wanted to do something that I enjoyed. I didn't want to feel like, like I watched my mom work and I'm thinking she looks depressed, man. Like you don't want to be working something like that. Yeah. So I thought I like fashion. I love fashion, not anymore, but I was into it all. I was into like the high-end sneakers, Supreme and all that. So I thought there's in my area where I was from, there's a small de- de- like demand there's a big demand sorry but small supply of people being able to get these people good shoes mm. now people like football players celebrities they haven't got time to go out there and source hard finding uh, shoes yeah. so I thought let me come in and do that for them yeah. uh, so that's when I did it so you and did like um, shoe sourcing basically personal concierge yeah, yeah, yeah. shoe sourcing like and a personal I, shopper yeah this. basically personal shopper like Kreps Locken or them like yeah, yeah, yeah. and I thought you know what to get these shoes in my house was like a dream to me because I can never afford them. But mm. to be able to get somebody else to buy them and me being able to hold them, take photos of them was sick. Yeah. And then obviously you just sold it onto them. Yeah. Then I just passed it onto them. Made about between 50 and 200 pound per, per, per item. So how long <clears> did you do that for? Doing that for about two years, bro. So you, what, when you were about 16, you were saying? Yeah. So it was around about 15, 16 till 17, 2017. That's when I started to slow down with it. Cause like I said, it wasn't scalable. So then how much money did you make in that overall? I made around about thirty thousand pound in yeah. in um, in profit in revenue. We're looking at around about sixty thousand, man. Fair enough. And then and that's when the point came to where you thought how you can scale a business, and you came across. Yeah, that's the thing. So like, I made good money. Don't get me wrong, but mm. it was a lot of hours, a lot of time, and I just got fed up of it. Like, it just wasn't scalable. Isn't dropshipping a lot of hours though? Uh, it can be a lot of hours to start mm. with, but then once you scale, you can hire VAs, which stands for virtual assistant, where they'll yeah. do like the um, emails for you, the customer support for you. You can hire people to ke- take care of your orders for All you. That, yeah. The only thing that you can't kind of um, not do yourself is the advertising. That's yeah. the hard part. So I'd say about 40%, 30% I have to do. The rest I can outsource. Mm. Make sure you lot stay tuned and drop a like because I'm going to be talking about later on this podcast how we can actually set up a dropshipping platform if you are out there watching this for that sole purpose. When you were just starting out in dropshipping, yeah. how did you find it? As in, obviously these things are new to you. Yeah. Do you have to be, does someone have to be computer savvy, very technical minded to know what to do in terms of, obviously you've got to build your website, you've got to find the right stock, you've got to do all the orders. And do you have to be technical? Because I'm not. So would I be able to? I would do it? say you got to know your basics. Yeah. So you've got Such to know as? how to use a laptop. You've got to know how to use online. You've got to know how to use like Google Chrome extensions and stuff like that. But in terms of making the website, companies like Shopify have made it so easy for you now, mm. where you just got to learn how to use a computer. And that's I think that's the main reason why it's become so big recently because Shopify has been able to support it. The way I can see it is, if a sixty-year-old that I've taught personally been able to do it and make money, mm. why can't us younguns that were brought up on technology not know how to do it? No. Yeah, fair enough. And speaking of you teaching other people to make money, mm. so obviously we're going to talk about this uh, more later on in the podcast, but what is it else that you do? Because you do drop shipping. Yes, we do. So I do drop shipping. I also have a mentoring company where we actually mentor people on how to do drop shipping and mm. e-commerce. I also have a marketing agency where we run the ads for them. Yeah. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, The Ecom King, obviously. Um, and again, I have a web des- web development company. I also have uh, other software companies around dropshipping. Yeah, fair enough. So then how, why did the mentoring come about? Yeah, because so- you even got, which is really good for everyone out there, you've even got a free course yeah. for dropshipping. It's yeah, not like so- you're selling courses. So we'll yeah. get to that later on. Mm-hmm. But where did all the mentorship come about from? Yeah, so basically I was in loads of Facebook groups back in the day. Um, and I would, when people would ask questions about dropshipping or anything to do with their dropshipping business, I'd write paragraphs. I mean, huge paragraphs. Yeah. People were like, we need more people like you. So I built my own Facebook group and it got to a thousand members and people were like, Cam, start a YouTube channel. Imagine mm. what you're writing into a video would be mad. Yeah. So then I did it and then all of a sudden just blew up. Prefer what, on YouTube? Yeah, like yeah. I'd do videos, it would go really, really well. And then mm. all of a sudden, like you said, I dropped my free course, mm. dropped a couple more free courses. Yeah. And then it just went, boom. It's got to where you are right now. Yeah, Because you started your YouTube channel and when did you 2019. say? 2019. 2019, end of 2000. January 2019. January 2019. And now 
How many subscribers? 124,000. So a lot of people are tuned in to what you're doing. Yeah, man. We get some crazy views. Like, honestly, um, it, it's it's honestly crazy to think so. But again, like I said, I think the reason for my success on YouTube is because it's no BS. It's straight to the point. Very transparent. I show everything that I say I do. Yeah. Um, and I don't ever try and sell anything to people. Mm. You mentioned one video I've made where I try and sell you something. I mean, I was going through your videos the other day and I haven't come across don't one do yet. Don't do that. Anyway. No. Just relax. If so you've kept it real, which is good. That's, yeah. that's the whole point. I'm transparent and real. And like I said, that's why people respect me and appreciate yeah. my content. I mean, even um, you uploaded a video recently of you, I think it was £50,000 where you can where you earned that last month. Yeah. So in September, we did £50,000 in profit. So not revenue, just pre-tax profit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's from all four income streams. All four obviously. income streams, the main one being dropshipping. Yeah. yeah. But my point is in that video, you're real to a point where you're even showing your bank statements. Yeah, there's a bit where I'm logging on to my online banking and when yeah. I'm editing the video, I'm like, oh, come yeah. on, I can't be giving away like my online banking passcode. Mm. But I try and show as much as I can to show these people that, look, I'm not out here like some people are trying to pretend, you know? Yeah. I'm out here. How hard do you think it is to get to a point where you can earn 50 grand a month? <sighs> for you personally? Oh, it's hard, man. Is like, that a regular thing for you or? Yeah, so that? I'm going to be real with you. So before that, I was making between 20 and 30,000 pounds in pre-tax profit. Yeah. But now uh, I'm going to thank God for it. But with the whole situation going on, it's actually helped me out. Mm. Um, and now we're able to do between 40 and 50 consistently. So it's actually given me that little boost that I need. For people who may not know about the situation talk, I'm guessing you're talking about COVID. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, mentioning yeah. the <laughs> pandemic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so okay, that's helped your boost. Why do you think that is though? Because you've got to understand that everything now is going online. Mm. So everything that I do as as all my businesses are all online businesses. People that are looking to buy things online for Christmas, Black Friday, it's yeah. all going online now. Yeah. So the good thing about that is people are going to be buying more stuff off our websites. Mentoring, people are going to want to learn how to make an online income because that's a way of obviously future-proofing. Yeah, because a lot of people that. are losing their jobs right now and they're thinking the best thing to do is to find a What's way keeping the economy going at the moment, bro? Online, everything. There you everything go. online, yeah. Literally, you're looking at everyone shopping online. Everyone's ordering the groceries online. Do you know what I mean? I do Tesco delivery, bro. £4.95. That's it. Gets the job done for me, bro. Yeah. So with this whole pandemic and everything, you've created a agency. Yeah. What is that agency? Yeah, so we've got an agency called ecommerceagency.com. And what we do is we teach businesses... Um, and we basically do all their advertising for them. So we specialize in Facebook ads because that's my professionalism. And we basically do the Facebook ads for these businesses. And because a lot of businesses have been forced to go online now, mm. they're thinking, damn, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, We can afford to pay a marketing agency. So they look for marketing agencies like myself to run ads for them. So obviously keep their businesses going. Yeah. Um, so a lot of businesses are now being forced to have to go online and get their ads going. Yeah, get their ads going. Yeah, <clears throat> fair enough. So then... <clears throat> How do you know, where have you picked up all the skills from to do the, all the marketing, to find the right stock, to find the people involved? Because it's not just you mentoring, you've got a team around you and likewise with the with the agency. Where did you pick up all those key skills from? Yeah, so the thing that's really cool about this is every income stream that I've got has yeah. helped that in loads of different ways. Yeah. So the first one was my buying and reselling. So that taught me about how to communicate, how yeah. to do outreach on Instagram, how to do influencer marketing. This is for the- Personal yes, selling. Personal shopping, yeah. And then drop shipping yeah. taught me how to do Facebook ads. Okay. So I've done multiple seven figures with Facebook ads. So that taught me that part. Mm. And then building a network of people was with the mentoring and the marketing agency. So now I've got huge networks around me, mm. um, which is insane. Like I've been able to now network with people in Forbes, which is insane. Yeah. Which, not many people can do. Yeah. So they've we'll all led on to other things. On. In fact, let's talk about it now. Forbes. So you're recently in Forbes. Yeah. So basically there's something called the Forbes Business Council where leading experts get invited to come in yeah. and you basically get scouted. Um, and they reached out to me saying, look, you're, you've been scouted for the Forbes Business Council um, and would you like to join it? Um, and they just, they go through like an interview process with you to see if you're a right fit. They yeah. also have to do some checks on you to make sure that you meet their requirements, which is doing a million in sales in the last 12 months. Um, and then when you become part of the Forbes Business Council, you can network with other people in Forbes. You can even write articles for Forbes, which is actually insane. Yeah. Um, and there's so many cool things you can do. You get private uh, masterminds, you get mentorship from Forbes, you get so much. It's actually insane. Mm, fair enough. I'm going to go back to dropshipping now because I want to dive a bit more deep into it, yeah? With dropping, dropshipping, sorry, I was going to say dropping, I don't know why. But with dropshipping, 
How much of a capital do you have to have in the beginning to get into it? Yeah, so a good amount of cash flow to have when you start out is I would say no less than 1,500 pounds. In today's age, the way things are going, no less than 1,500 pounds. What do you need that 1,500 for though? So you need the majority, I'd say probably 60 to 70% for yeah. marketing on yeah. Facebook and Instagram. You need the rest for your website hosting, your domain name, mm. to make sure your Shopify plan gets paid every single month. Yeah. Um, and obviously you need a little bit of money to fulfill orders. So when you're paying for your orders, yeah. when you get paid online for your website, you won't get a payout straight away. You've got to wait between seven and 14 days for them to pay out that money for you. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you pay for your orders before the payout comes to you. What is it? An automated system. So is it an automated system from when someone makes the order and links to yeah, the, so there's apps, the supplier? There's apps like Oberlo, DSs, where yeah. it'll all integrate. So when you get an order, they know about it. So yeah. they can they do, just do it straight for you. You click one button, it's all yeah. done. Fair enough. And so then that comes to my question of how do you know where, not what products, but where to get the products from in terms of the suppliers and what sort of websites you can actually trust. Like, for example, there's a big one that everyone knows about, which is AliExpress. Yeah, or 100%. Yeah. So how do you find them? Like, how do you know what's reliable and what's not? Yeah, so what? how you know what's reliable is basically seeing what other people have done. You know what they say? There's three types of people. People that are just idiots that don't learn from their mistakes. People that are okay. The average people that just learn from their mistakes. Then you've got people that learn from other mis mistakes. Yeah. And that's the thing that we do. We look at what people have tried previously. Mm. And if they said, oh, don't go near them, we don't go near them. But the ones that are most trusted are AliExpress, Alibaba, Oberlo, CJ Dropshipping, Udroppy, Spocket. They're the ones that are the most trustworthy when it comes to dropshipping which means you only buy from them once you get the order yeah so that's the most reputable companies just to make this clear to everyone this isn't one of those get quick rich schemes because oh, that's no. what a lot of people associate this with yeah well. so just uh, the same with trading but this isn't that no 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 dropshipping there's a lot of people out there that sell courses but the reason why they try and tell you it's to get rich quick is because they get your motivation going they're making you think oh you're going to get rich quick mm. so then it makes you think buy their course so you can get the formula to get rich quick yeah and it's not like that like i said between one and three years so, so what was the reason for why you gave a free course? Yeah, so the reason why I gave a free course is because I actually don't agree with courses because I feel like courses is a cheap way to make a lot of money. Because yeah. let's be real, courses are insanely scalable. Yeah, it's a yeah, digital course, yeah. product. Yeah. How profitable are courses? Mm. They're insanely profitable. Anybody can watch them. But let's be honest with you. I know for a fact that those make those people that make courses know that what they're giving out isn't going to really affect people massively because yeah. it's so generic. So I don't agree with it. So a lot of his information you can find on Google. There you, you go. It, yeah, it. you just got to put all the pieces together. So I thought, yeah. why not? I don't agree with, with course selling. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I agree with teaching people one-to-one -one because that's you trying to help somebody one-to-one. -one. Yeah. So I thought, let's just make a course and give it to the people. Give people an opportunity to make money. Now, if I'm a fellow dropshipper in the community, hmm. I'm going to be very, very pissed off at you yeah, because 100%. I'm selling the course and you've given it for free. Yeah, 100%. So what kind of situations have you found yourself in because of that? <laughs> so there's been people out there that, um, there's, there's an individual in specific, I'm not going to name any names, but he's paid two times now to get my Instagram taken down. He's yeah. paid a company between a thousand and two thousand dollars to get my account taken down. He hasn't just done it to me, he's done it to somebody else as well. Um, and you get loads of people that, you know, when I upload a video, I get 12 dislikes in the first like first couple of seconds. Yeah. Now, there's a reason why you get 12 dislikes yeah, yeah, straight yeah. away. There's, you can imagine, yeah. there's certain people that are trying to get that sorted. Um, yeah, man, you just get loads of people that try and silence you, get your Instagram taken down, try and get your YouTube taken down because mm. they don't want you to... Because you got to remember, these guys on YouTube telling you how to do this, yeah. they make most of their money selling the course. Yeah, so as soon it, as you yeah. take that income stream away from them, they're going to be pissed. So they're going to do everything they can mm. to try and stop you. So I've gone through some serious issues with that. So you obviously are on YouTube as well. <laughs> your main source of income is dropshipping yep. and you know the other four mm. bits of pieces that you've got mm. going on. Mm. Why are you doing YouTube? Yeah, so I'm doing YouTube to, like I said, now this might Don't sound- Don't get me wrong, it's very, very beneficial for people like me yeah. and anyone else who's very interested. So make sure you go over to his channel right now or after his podcast, actually. Yeah, after the podcast. After the podcast, yeah. But why YouTube? Like, how does it benefit you in a way? Yeah, so that's a good question, man. So um, it might sound a bit weird, but I look at myself as Batman in the dropshipping scene. So you've got Gotham, which is the town where you've got a lot of bad people. you also got some good people in there and I'm yeah. here to clean the place up. So I'm here to come on YouTube, tell people what's real and what's not real, mm. tell people what they should be doing and what not be doing. Um, and also, you know what it is? I want to leave a legacy, like doing e-commerce brands, e-commerce stores, Nobody really knows you, do they? So yeah. if you come onto YouTube and do something for a good reason, have a face people to your brand. know you. So why not 
for whenever it happens, when I die, mm. people are going to know me for that guy that tried saving people from getting scammed by courses, you know? Yeah. So one of those things. And don't get me wrong, YouTube does pay. Don't get me wrong, it's not my main source of income, but it does pay. Mm. Um, but it's just to get that gratitude and, and people to appreciate what I've done, you know? Do you edit in all your videos, record yourself? Yeah, so well? I record everything myself and I edit myself. You can probably tell because the editing and stuff isn't to the highest standard. <laughs> no, it's all right, it's all right. But you know what? I've actually tried it. hiring people to edit my videos, but they yeah. just haven't got the vision that I'm looking for, you know? That's it's exactly hard. the problem I've got as well. It's hard to find a person that that is actually got the same vision as you yeah. and does the exact same cuts and the same yeah. sort of style edit that you got. Yeah, there's you know a bit I mean? of the video that I love and I'm like, yeah, that's great. But they cut mm. it out and they think that's a bit bad, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like uh, I've had a couple of people who approach me saying, can we try and edit for you and all that stuff. So I've given them clips, but it will be nothing that I edit. Like it will be no, it will be a complete different style to what people already see on this channel. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Bad. So it's hard to get hold of. But no, that's a fair credit for what you do, man. I mean, you're helping everyone else in the industry. Helping everyone else who's trying to get into the industry and just... You know, this is what I've always said, said, bro. I've always said, give somebody an opportunity to make a couple of thousand dollars, even like my free content. I'll even send you the print screens. So I've made people hundreds of thousands of dollars in yeah. revenue. Like if you give somebody the opportunity to make that money first, then it gives them the chance to decide, look, do, do I want to pay for that seminar? Do yeah. I want to pay for that online course? Do I want to pay for that mentorship? At least give people an opportunity to be able to then fund that. Yeah. Because a lot of these people take people's savings and go, you know. Let's talk about the process a bit more of dropshipping, yeah? So let's use me as an example yeah. because I probably will start to try and do some sort of dropshipping, yeah? Mm. What's the very first step that I should create or that I should do? So the first thing that you should do before you start dropshipping is understand the business model, understand mm. the logistics behind it, understand how the process works. Yeah. Then you want to do some market research. What's currently trending in the market? Because there's four quarters of the year, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. Yeah. And every quarter trends a little bit differently. So in Q1, you've got Valentine's Day, Mother's Day. So anything related to that does really, really well. So you want to make sure that the time that you start, what is relevant, what is trending. Mm. Once you've done that, then you can start looking for products within that trend. Yeah. Once you find the product, then you can start building the site, downloading the apps that you're going to need, like Oberlo or DS, so you can integrate the product to so your So do website. you have to build a site for every single product that you've got? So there's different shops you can make. You can make a general store, which is where you sell anything. You've got yeah. a niche store where it could be beauty products. Then you've got a one product store where you just sell that one product. So I personally, between January and September, like to do one product store. Mm. And then from September to December, do a general store. What difference does it make? In terms so of one the product store is more higher converting because when somebody comes to your website, they've only got focus on that one, one thing. thing yeah. If they come to a general store, They've got so many decisions that sometimes it scares them and they and you lose them. Mm. But during Q4, which is from sorry October till December, you want to be selling anything because, because you've got, got a limited like amount of time and, yeah. to go crazy. And people during that time go crazy when they call yeah. online buying. Yeah, because you've got, like I said, you've got stuff like Christmas there. Black got Friday, Year's, Cyber Black Friday, Monday, you've got all everything. of those. Yeah, so that's probably the best thing. So where would you say is the most amount of money to be made in terms of the year? 70% of e-commerce sales come from Q4. So between September, October till December, October to December. 70%. Let that just sink in for a yeah. second. 70%. 70%. What does that equate for you? Ooh, so I make around about in revenue a year between 3 million mm. and uh, sorry, so 2 and 3 million in revenue. In yeah. profit, I'm looking at around about 250,000. So. Okay. How comes the like big percentage of that is <laughs> so yeah man um in in dropshipping because I'm, I'm only saying this right now i respect you for everything you do, but i'm only gonna say it right now because i know someone in the comments is gonna be like ah look at this guy makes three million a year but only takes away 250 grand so yeah man so that's it's funny people say that now dropshipping hasn't got the insane profit margins you're mm. looking at 15 to 30 percent profit margins mm. and that's pre-tax profit by the way yeah so the reason why there's so many costs is because one you've got product costs yeah transaction fee costs when people pay for your website that payment gateway takes a fee of every single thing that you pay okay you've also got advertising costs which is the big one as well mm. so they're the main reasons why the, the costs are so low in terms of the profit sorry yeah you know because a lot of people like myself before this podcast mm. would look at dropshipping think okay someone's placed an order of me i'm just going to order it from there i don't account for any of the costs that's gone into that you know but I mean? you got to remember, mm. you buying it one at a time yeah. means that the supplier will charge you a lot for that product. But if yeah. you buy in bulk, you could save so much money. Let's talk about that earlier on because off yeah. camera you were saying 
that you do buy in bulk mm. at times if the product's doing really well. Yeah, so What's if I'm doing reason? between if I'm doing between 300 and 1,000 orders a week, then mm. I'm buying in bulk straight away because I know I'm going to make so much more profit because yeah. I'm buying it cheaper because it's in bulk and then I get fulfillment centers. And not just for the profit as well, it's about the logistics. Now in dropshipping delivery times, if you're doing one at a time, can range from 15 days to 30 days. Now you mm. don't want your customers to be waiting that long. It's not really ethical in the long term. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if you buy in bulk, you can get the shipping times down to three to seven days, three to eight days. So that's another reason why I do it. So you yourself, yeah, because I've seen it sometimes, it just came to my mind now. When you see ads on Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that of products, can you tell what's a dropshipping store? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit mad, bro. Like, honestly, you don't, like, when you get involved in dropshipping, yeah. like, 80% of the stuff you see is dropshipping. Because most Hands of the times you see are like randomly, you see sunglasses, you see rings, Hands you down, see bro. anything. Like bro, that. my dad literally before, you know, when lockdown, lockdown happened, you couldn't do anything. My dad yeah. came into my room saying, Cam, order these gym gym ropes for me. Yeah. I said, dad, I saw these on one of my websites. Yeah. So I got him a pair. And it's not even just that, but I went to London a couple of months ago with my girlfriend and we were going into these shops mm. and I said to my girl, oh, this is AliExpress, man. Every yeah. single one of it. And I'd show her the, the, the link on AliExpress. Yeah, the only difference is that actually buying the stock yeah physically my there. uncle came to my to my house the other day with this toothbrush going can look at this sick toothbrush that i got i said uncle zaf you know this one's from aliexpress as well and he goes you need to give me the link i'm gonna buy them in bulk <laughs> so you're basically sell, selling anything that is hitting this market hitting the viewers basically yeah bro you'd be you, you'd think it's crazy like i made a video about it like we work with famous influencers yeah we sent them a drop shipping product it went viral flipping out like what like we did $14,000 in one day in no profit, 7,000 in profit. Flipping no. So talk to me about kind of products that you you would have. Yeah. So during this time of the year, I'm yeah. selling personalized jewelry where let's say it will have somebody's name on it. Mm. Or I'm selling a jewelry piece where you can engrave somebody's face into the jewelry. Yeah. Or it will say um, to, to my loved one or something. So for me as a customer, that would cost me how much? So let's, I always try and make a $20 profit margin on every single product. So let's say I'm yeah. buying it for $4, yeah. I'd make it $24.99. Okay. Why is that? Just to cover everything? To cover every little cost. And to get the most profit. Costs, all those costs, then I'm left with around about 5 to $6. Fair enough. So this is actually a legit thing. But you don't make the money on the, on, the, on the initial product. You make the money on everything you sell them after. So you've got something called an upsell. Mm. So you've experienced it a lot of times. You go to a website, you add something to cart, but then it says you want to buy this, this, this with it as well. Yeah. That's where you make the money. So you don't actually make the money on the product. You, you make a small option. fraction amount of money on the product, but yeah. where you make the massive yeah. potential is when people start adding other things because you upsell them. From your website. Which From is your website. Your Have you ever yeah. ordered something online before? And then once you've received it, you get text later saying you've got 40% off. So you want to come and shop again? Yeah. You didn't pay to get you to come back on the website. You came back on because you got a text message. Yeah. I didn't pay for that. So everything that I make from that next sale is all my profit. Makes sense. Fair enough. So you got to think about CLV, which stands for customer lifetime value. How much are you worth over the lifetime of my store? So of lifetime of your store, yeah? Because dropshipping, the products are changing like quite frequently, yeah. you know, according to the trends. How long do your websites last for? So dropshipping <laughs> websites can last between ones that do well six and 18 months. Yeah. And how long do yours roughly on average last for, like your ones? Mine personally roughly wrap, last around about four to 12 months. Yeah. I've never really got it over the 12 months before. It's, it's, it's actually very, very hard. How's that? Because you've got something called a pixel on Facebook, which is what tracks all the data. And the mm. more you get, the more powerful your stuff gets. It just dies out. You get things like ad account bans where Facebook will ban you. Yeah. If you get a couple of those, it can damage the way your, your stuff works. Mm. And sometimes the product just dies out, bro. Like people yeah. are just not interested anymore. No, seasons change. How many times do people change the way they think about fashion? Yeah, exactly. All the time. There's a new season comes out. Forever changing. old one's old. Do you know what I mean? And when something's old, nobody wants it. Mm. Just to go back again, I know we're going back and forth, but when you started out, did you have anyone helping you? Is there a helping hand to show you? So show to you start the ropes with, I actually had nobody to help me out. I was trying mm. to figure out all myself, go going on YouTube videos, seminars, yeah. online workshops, free books. Bro, I remember I used to sign up to Audible so many times I could get it for free, man. Yeah, is it? You know, bro, only real OGs out there will understand what I'm saying. You know when you have to subscribe to a software six different times because you have to try and maximize a free trial? Yeah. It was that tough, bro, back in the day. Um, but then eventually in 2017, I came across my first mentors, Ashley and James. They were helping me out. Mm. Um, and then eventually, yeah, so I basically started with not really any help. And then as soon as started, things started picking up, I started outsourcing a bit of help. 
Um, because I truly believe that you should always invest in uh, getting mentors, box and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's the reason. Why would you say someone should invest into your mentorship? Yeah. So I would say first, before anybody invests into mentorship, watch a free course, man. Watch mm. my free course. Everybody that comes to my site and, and applies to the mentorship, I say to them, if you've not watched them, if you've not watched the free course, don't even apply. Yeah. Because I'm not interested. So only comes to mentorship if you need that one-to-one guidance. If you're like one of those people that always think to yourself, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? I yeah. don't want to take a risk. I don't want to lose so much money. You got to think of it. Mentorship's like a sat nav. Doing it yourself is like a map. How would you rather get to your destination? Would you rather get a map in your hand and try Ways. and work it out? Or would you rather <laughs> just put it in the GPS? Yeah, GPS. There you go. Yeah. That's, 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 what the, that's what you're paying for when you get mentorship. Fair enough. So what can people expect when they get to come to your membership? Yeah, so with the mentorship, you're not going to get rich, but what you are going to do is you're going to take less risks. Yeah. You're going to get to where you want to be a lot quicker. Yeah. And you're going to have the knowledge you need to get to where you need to be quicker. And mm. you're also just going to make sure that you've got that person when you, you know, when you're going to do something, you're like, oh, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Mm. At least you can contact person and say, am I doing it right? And they can say, yeah, no. Yeah, 100%. So it's just you, like literally like getting advice from because, someone that you bro, know. When you do it yourself, you're just shooting in, the, in a dark room. Yeah. But when you've got somebody with you, they can say, yeah, you're doing it right. And then it builds your confidence up. Mm. So that's why it's so good. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I think we're going to slowly go into the Instagram questions because there was a load, a load that came on. So make sure you follow me on Instagram. You'd know who I'm doing a podcast with next. But most importantly, you'd be able to see, um, you'd be able to ask questions directly. So no one can then not say that, you know, I didn't ask this and I didn't ask that because you lot had the opportunity. Anyway, um... <laughs> So I'm going to literally first question here. Can dropshipping be fraud? What do you mean by can dropshipping I'm be I'm guessing fraud? from this person that's asking, I'm guessing, can you see scammers in terms of dropshipping? Like, I'll give you an example. There's been some websites that you go onto and you think automatically dodgy, like just here to take my money. Can it be like that? Yeah. <laughs> so there are websites out there where you go to it and you're like, yeah, I'm definitely not putting my car details into those because I'm not going to receive anything. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But also, I think I understand what that kind of what that person's trying to say. People say, oh, dropshipping's a scam. How can you charge $20 more if somebody can just go to the to AliExpress and order it? Yeah. Those people don't yeah. even know AliExpress exists. <laughs> what you're charging that extra $20 for is to educate the customer. Mm. Because people are like, oh, why would you sell that product on your website? People can go to Amazon and buy it for cheaper and faster. Yeah. Because people that go to Amazon are searching with intent. To search with intent, you must know about it. Now, the products that we sell, you don't even know they exist. So we're paying to be put on Facebook to educate that person to understand what that product is. And they're like, wow, that even exists. Mm. So they buy it. Yeah, fair enough. So without us, they would never know. Yeah, fair enough. You said you started this at about 16, 17, yeah? Yeah, man. What's the number one thing you've learned over the years? I've learned, bro. Aside from drop shipping, which is obviously the obvious. Yeah. What's in terms of like skills or mindset? How has it changed? So mindset wise, you know what I've learned, bro? Just do it. Yeah. I know it sounds a little bit cliche. Just do it. Well, you know, when you're thinking you got, don't do it or don't, don't take the risk. Mm. Just take the risk. I mean, the most you can do is try it. The most that can happen is you can fail. If well, not, gonna, just choose something else. I was watching a documentary about what old people regret when, when they're about to die. And you know what, they're, what they say? What? Not taking risks in life. Yeah. I mean, because even in one of your YouTube videos, I think it was the one about making £50,000 a month. You even said you failed and failed and failed until mm. you got to this point. Bro, I'm not special. I'm dyslexic. I've got no school grades. I am not IQ clever. I am I'm not nothing special. The only thing that I'm special at is just not giving up. Yeah. I always say to people, you can either quit or you can win. There's no losing. Here's a good one. Um, can you be profitable within months or does it take time? Yeah, so it just really depends on the product, the profit margin, the cost per resort and stuff like that. So I would say there has been people that I've taught, I've even made a video about this on my, on my YouTube channel where somebody did $35,000 in revenue with a, I think it was around about ten dollars to $12,000 profit margin in his first month. Yeah. And I know people that are very similar, but then I also know people that have been doing it for four months and then just broke profit. There's so many variables that go into it, but yes, you can make money in your first month. You can even make money after a few months, but I would say to people, give it at least two to six months to start seeing some decent profit. What would you say to someone like this? Because I've got a comment here saying, <laughs> I've tried it many times, but I've failed. Dropshipping is fake. <laughs> so I love it, bro. I absolutely love those people. Those people are my favorite people because when I started 2017, people were like, it's dead. I saw loads of videos saying, don't do dropshipping. You're not going to make money. Yeah. Three years later, I've done multiple seven figures, multiple hundreds of thousands of pounds in profit. Yet people today are still saying it's dead and it doesn't work. Mm. You got to understand, a business, how many people succeed in business? I'm not about dropshipping. I'm in business in general. What's the percent? Not yeah. much. It's like 5%. Dropshipping is no different. It's a business model. 
Not everybody's going to succeed, but there's not a certain criteria. You only succeed if you carry on going, you know? Mm. Like those people that say, oh, I've tried and it doesn't work. How many times have you tried it? How long have you been trying for? Yeah. What's the reasons why you're not working? Probably giving up after the first time it's gone wrong. And they don't even sit back and think, oh, you know what? I've done this, this, this wrong. I need to go back again and do it. Yeah. How many boxers fail and then come back and become great? Mm. Look at Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Look at AJ. There you go, Anthony <laughs> Joshua got yeah. beat by a fat man, Andy Ruiz, and he came back and he won. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> All right. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting one which we were talking about off camera, yeah? You're Pakistani. You're yeah. Muslim, yeah? You already know what question this is about yeah, to come, yeah? yeah? Someone's asked, is it religiously permissible to do dropshipping as you, you are selling something that you don't own? Yeah, it's a good question, man. So it just depends how you look at it. There's two ways you can look at it. Now, I'm not going to go in detail to it because I'm going to be completely honest now. Mm. I don't know the full ins and outs. Yeah. But there is two videos I'd recommend and I'll also send you the links to them where two people look at the two two ways of looking at it. Yeah. One says it's halal, one says it's haram. It just depends how you as a Muslim look towards look at it. it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, what's the tips for a 16-year-old with no money? What, what, how would you advise them to get into it? Yeah, so I actually made a video on my channel about how to do it with no money. It's called an ambassador strategy. So what you do is you create an ambassador program by mm. telling influencers to promote your products for free. Yeah. And in return, they'll get a percent of the sale. So let's say you're an influencer. I'll approach you on Instagram and say, look, promote my product. Yeah. I will give you a commission on each sale. between like 30 affiliate marketing. 30 and 40%. It's affiliate marketing, but on steroids. Yeah. Because you're also making them feel special because you're calling it an ambassador strategy. And with the ambassador strategy, if they hit five sales, you'll give them a free product. If they hit 10 sales, you increase their commission. And affiliate marketing is very standard. With an ambassador strategy, you can really be creative with it and change things here and there that make it come across even better than it really is. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um <clears throat> I think we've basically answered this. Where do you find your supplier? So where, so actually it depends how you, how you really think of it. Um, about when you start out or when you scale. This, that's interesting. I'm guessing there's two different ones then. Because you've got to remember if you're buying in bulk, there's diff the ones that you normally use to buy one at a time, completely different suppliers. Yeah. Go on, let's talk about that then because you know, you're saying there's two different suppliers that you'd go yeah. for. At your level now, I'm guessing you'd buy a lot more in bulk. Nah, to be fair, bro, when I'm testing a new product, I limit my risk. So I mm. buy one at a time. So yeah. I'll go to my suppliers like AliExpress, Udroppy, Spocket, CJ Dropship, and also send you so you can put them in the links for people to check out. Yeah. But if I'm buying in bulk, then I go to companies like Alibaba, Buygood, DHgate, because they're the best websites to buy in bulk to get cheaper. Mm. Then if you're buying in bulk, you need a fulfillment center to go with it because yeah. you can buy in bulk, but where's that stock going to? You're not going to take it to your house because yeah. there's going to be lots of it. So you can use companies like Fulfillment, Honest Fulfillment, and they'll hold the stock for you. And then obviously that's what happens. What's the most amount of money you've actually made on a product? And in, what product? So are you about in one day, in a month, revenue? Um, the duration of how long you've had that product for? <sighs> I think... The most I've ever made in revenue on just one product was just over a million dollars in revenue, and that was last year. On what product? I'm not gonna give the name out on the product, bro, because oh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing it again this year. Oh, is it okay, fair enough? Yeah, because it was this time last year, November. So this year, mate, I'm gonna try and scale it again because it goes back to what I was saying before. You have a pixel on Facebook. Mm. The more data you get on it by paying money to get the data, yeah. the stronger it gets. So every year, it just gets better and better for me. Fair enough, because you've already got the data. The data and up. data and data, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I guess we'll see that soon. <laughs> yeah, man. But I do always make case studies on my channel about products that I've done, died out, and I'm not sh I'm not scared to show them off because I'm never going to do them again. Yeah, So fair enough. Um, how much money do you need to start up? You said about 1,500. Yeah, 1,500 pounds is like the bare minimum, but if you want a good start and you want actually want to get some traction going quite early, 3,000 yeah. pounds is a good investment. Pretty and grand people grand. might be like, oh, that's so much money. But if you look at brick and mortar stores, yeah. How much are they? Like twenty to fifty thousand yeah. pounds? And when do you ever see an ROI on those? Yeah, Five sure, yeah. years. So when would bad. you see a return on investment on your free grant to start with? Six to eight months if you're a beginner. Mm. If you if you've got a bit of knowledge in the industry, three to six months. And then what do you think? We'll just keep picking up over that. You've got to keep flipping. Keep okay. flipping. People that go in and out are the idiots. Yeah. You've just got to keep flipping the money. And it might be like, oh my God, I'm putting all this back in. Should I be scared? No, just keep going. Do you personally build the websites yourself for the products? So at the moment, back in the day, I used to always do them myself, but mm. now I just don't spend time on unnecessary things. Yeah. So when you get to a certain level in business, you've got to really prioritize your time. At yeah. the moment, I just focus on the ads. Every company I own, I call myself the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer, because the only thing I do is marketing. Yeah. Because that's what I'm truly good at. 
I actually own a web development company. So I just kept my web development yeah, company enough, to do it enough. for me. So then when you started out, how did you do it then? Did you go on like websites like um like Squarespace and nah, then nah, sort of nah. Shopify is the one that we use, man. Shopify is the main one. Um and well, yeah, can we you just, build your own websites on Shopify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shopify is everything. It does everything, the themes, everything. Yeah. Everything you need is on Shopify. There's nothing better than Shopify, man. Yeah. Fair enough. And would you still be using that today or? There's a couple of alternatives. You've got Shopify, WooCommerce, you've yeah. got Commerce HQ. There's some good alternatives. It just depends what you like. Do you like drag and drop? Do you like it to be done for you? What what kind of your personal preferences? Yeah, are, you a, are you a developer? If you're a developer, you might not like Shopify. It just really mm. depends, man. Uh, we answered the question about the courses. Um, is it still viable in 2020 if you haven't done it before? Do you yeah, think it's man. worth doing it now? Yeah, there's there never been a better time. Mm. There's a pandemic, which yeah. has caused more people now to buy online, online yeah. which means there's a more high demand. Yeah. So the supply has to be there. So that means it encourages more people to start an online business. So mm. never been a better time. Oh, there's going to be more money made in the next year than there will be in the last five years. So talk to, talk to me about the, uh, the about the backbone structure of how you get traffic to your websites. Yeah, so what you need to do is there's a couple of ways you can do it depending on the budget you have. So you've got something called Instagram influencers, you've got Facebook ads, you've yeah. got YouTube ads, you've got Google ads. So depending on the budget, depends on which avenue you should go down. Yeah, of course. Um, so Facebook ads, I would say, is the hardest one. It mm. requires the most money. It's got a lot of data involved. It's going to be the one that not many people are going to be able to get their head around. Yeah. Um, Instagram is the easiest one, the cheapest one, because all you're doing is contacting influencers. Paying sending them, stuff out there. Sending them or paying them between 20 and 50 pound. They post it on their feed. Mm. You get a result. With Facebook, though, there is so much that goes into it. You have the right ad copy, which is basically the right, and that goes under the video. Yeah. You also need to make a video, which is compelling. Yeah. Then you also need to upload it to Facebook, target your demographics, your ages, your countries, your interests, what are they interested in, mm. all that kind of behavioral stuff. And then you've got to target what countries you want it to show in. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So you've got a lot of lot of factors that play into it. Yeah. So with Facebook, the variables are insane. Yeah. And then obviously you've got to start broad and then tying in once you get the data. Because unless you've got data, you're never going to know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So you're going to need to tie that all into one thing, basically. And that's why Facebook's so expensive because you've got to pay to start off with broad target, which is expensive. Mm. Once you get the data in, you can start wrapping it up. Then it starts to get a little bit cheaper and then you start to get results. Here's one. So essentially, it's like creating brands. Mm. So do you set up an Instagram page for each individual brand? Yeah, so I'd recommend that everybody... And creates an Instagram for every store they make because when you run ads on Facebook, yeah. you can add your page on there, which I'd recommend. And yeah. it just makes it look a little bit more trustworthy and it's worth because it's an asset to the company. How much money is needed to grow? So startups, one thing, and then growing is another. When you say grow, are you talking about social media growth, uh, actual marketing growth? What, what do you mean? I'm guessing in terms of actual sales. So yeah, you need to... So we look at spending between 300 and 500 pound per product to test it. When I mean test, I mean, does that product come back as a one that I would think, yeah, I should go out there and spend more money on? Mm. Or is it one of those ones where I'm like, nah, I've spent money on it. I can tell it won't do well. Let's go back to the drawing board again. So I'll spend yeah. between 300 and 500 pounds to collect the data, see what I think, and then I can make a, a next step. Yeah, and I guess you have that sort of knowledge as you've done it for so many years. Yeah, so we call a winning product a product that can get between three and seven set, three and seven sales every day consistently for five days during the testing phase. If it can do that, yeah. scale it. Someone's asked here, how do you become credible if you've got no reviews and customers and it's literally your first foot step in the door? So the good thing is, is with AliExpress and the apps that are online, like Luke's reviews, which is what I use is, although your store hasn't got reviews, there's people that bought on AliExpress before and left reviews. So what you can actually do is you can actually import the reviews from AliExpress onto your website. Yeah. So it actually comes across like it's your store reviews. But they're just the reviews imported from AliExpress. And the good thing about that is, they are genuine reviews about the product, but just not for your store. So although it gives people trust, also you can do things like guarantees. If they're not happy, they get the 30 day money back guarantee. Not just doing enough. stuff like that will build trust because it makes people think, okay, yeah. just offering PayPal. People know goods and services through PayPal. Is it possible? I know we talked about startup costs, but is it possible to start off with zero pounds? Yeah, 100%. I know a couple of guys in like third world countries that have done my zero dollar strategy and yeah. they flipped it and flipped it and flipped it. It's now got to a stage where they've got a couple of thousand and they can start doing ads to scale it out. How does that work though, like zero like, pounds? So the zero pound strategy is you get a 14 day free trial with Shopify. Yeah. WooCommerce offer a bigger trial. So you've got days there where you don't actually have to pay any money to actually get a host in. Hmm. You get a free domain name with Shopify. It's not the recommended one to use, but you still get a free one. You can also actually get sales through as long as you add a card 
and you select a plan, yeah. you can accept payments. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. Your car's not going to get charged till the 14 days though. Mm. So as soon as you've done that, now there's another trick you can do. You can go for the developer option and get a 90-day trial. So if yeah. you use the developer rule, you can get a 90-day trial as well, which is insane. Now it's then, a long <laughs> there you go. There you go. You don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. The only thing you need to start doing is getting the market. And as soon as you've got the market, and again, you're not paying for the products because you're ordering them once you get the sale. Mm. So you just the ambassador strategy, the affiliate strategy, people come to your website, buy the products, bang, there you go. I've got a question for you myself here. Yeah? Because obviously dropshipping, like we said, is becoming a lot more popular nowadays, yeah? Does that make it a lot more competitive as well? No, the thing that I would say is... No, sorry, go on. <laughs> the thing that I'd say is competition's a good thing because competition makes you innovate, makes you do things better, makes you stand out from the crowd. So yes, it's going to get more competitive, but look, the more mm. people that are starting dropshipping is good because that means there's a biggest demand in the market. So although there's more dropshippers joining... But look at how many more people are shopping online. Yeah. So although it's getting more bigger for people to start, the actual people that are buying online are getting bigger as well. So really, it won't make that much difference. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. So what is the difference between, how do you tell what's a good dropshipper and a bad dropshipper? So a good dropshipper is one that enforces everything. So make sure they've got good logistics, make sure they've got good customer support, make sure that their website offers all the payment gateways like PayPal, Stripe, all of those things. Mm. A bad dropshipper is one of those ones that you can see that are just trying to make money quick. They don't offer PayPal. They won't send out the product. They won't communicate when you send them an email. So that's the difference. Somebody that's trying to get you what you want and somebody that's just trying to get the money from you. Yeah. And that's the important thing. Is that person made the website to purposely just make money or to benefit the customer? And that is important. And people think, oh, if you're making a website, you're only thinking about the money. Some people will genuinely make websites. I know people in the pet niche that make websites about the pet niche because they just love dogs and they want to see dog owners happy. Yeah. So if they've got the customer at the front, that's the thing that matters. Yeah. A lot of these dropshippers are thinking, as soon as they as soon as they paid me, I'm going to vanish and not even send the product out. Yeah. So you've got to make sure that you're on the right side of it. And do you think there's a lot of dropshippers out there, or say I say dropshippers who are just in it to take card details and... Yeah, spend. vanish. It happens yeah. all the time, especially in third world countries. It does happen and it is very sad, but mm. that's what I'm saying. These people are getting shut down very, very fast and mm. the, the governments are caught catching on to them. So I wouldn't recommend doing it. Fair enough, yeah. So this goes back to my point about competition, yeah? So obviously it can be a competitive thing. Mm. So then why are you doing courses to show people how it's done? I love the way you've asked that because now I'm not doing your basic dropshipping anymore. What are you doing? I'm doing branded dropshipping where I actually buy the products in bulk and yeah. white label and put my logo on them. Now, most people ain't going to get to that stage. Yeah. So they're not going to touch what I'm doing. Mm. So to me personally, it doesn't affect me because those people that are joining are not in the level that I'm in. Yeah. So it's not going to hurt me. I've also made a, a lingerie company with my partner where we actually hand make the products. Oh, is it? Nobody's going to be doing that. Yeah. So, but that's that's really separate. Then that's not really dropshipping. That's like actually creating the whole. That's brand what I mean. But like I said to you at the start, dropshipping is a small bridge to the bigger to big, the bigger picture. Big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Which is then getting on to building your own products, white labeling your own products. So to me, it doesn't hurt me. So is this not something you pursue for your whole rest oh, of your life? The worst people that get stuck in the system of dropshipping are the, are the worst people because mm. it's not consistent. Yeah. It's not long term. Once you make between twenty and fifty thousand pound in profit invest it into a long-term business model yeah like property use or something like yeah, that yeah properties e-commerce brands like gymshock and just but if it's like, working though what's the problem with not continuing with it because the inconsistency i know a guy from the uk polish guy, hard worker and last year he did a hundred thousand in profit yeah this year he's wasted all that money again is it because he's tried loads of different drop shipping niches loads of drop shipping products like products items all that stuff just did not work just out. didn't work out Fair and enough. I said to him, if you invested that into a brand, you would have made your money. Mm. So then what's the end goal for you? I think the end goal for me is to make a couple of big brands where I'm making the products myself mm. and then sell them for, for a pretty penny like Gymshark. Yeah. How much is Gymshark worth now? Billion. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. That's what you can do. MDV mm. is another one. It's yeah. worth a lot of money. Mm. So that's my long-term goal. Build big brands, sell them and then retire comfy, you know? Fair enough, yeah. And I'll ask my final question, which is what well, I'll ask everyone. What does success mean to you? Yeah, so success isn't money to me. Um, I always say to people, once you're making £10,000 a month, you realise that money actually isn't the be end or all end all. It just makes mm. you comfy, makes you... What do you actually... No, just This might seem like a nosy question, so you don't have to ask. Yeah. But when you're making that sort of money a month, 50 grand, what do you do with it? Yeah, people don't even realise. I am the tightest guy in the world, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't spend my money. Yeah. You know when you come from such a bad background, bro, and you've just yeah. never had money... Mm. You don't ever want to see that money come out again because yeah. you never want to get back in that position again. Yeah, yeah. So 
I just keep it and I just, I, I don't do massive investments. I don't do stocks or anything, mm. but I'm just saving it because I want to get into properties in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, I want to get into HMOs and stuff like that. So I'm just stacking cash. Yeah. And because the way things are now, the cash is king at the moment, especially what's going on. But I also reinvest the money into making the brands that I've currently got better and making mm. them bigger. So that's what I do with my money, bro. I don't go out there buying Gucci. I don't buy Lamborghinis. I yeah. could, but I'm humble, bro. Yeah. Why don't you buy a fat boy car? <laughs> bro, there's days where I'm like, when I see nice cars outside and I see people flexing, I'm thinking, man, maybe I want to do that now and again. But nah, then yeah, I realize, no, yeah. then I realize it's just not It's always the time, isn't it? Just stay humble, stay in your own lane. There you let go, people bro. think you're broke or whatever. Bro, I'm wearing a Primark hoodie, bro. That's it, yeah. And people are like, oh, he don't really make that kind of money. Mm. So Because they judge from exactly what they see. But they're the wrong type of people because they look at the materialistic things. Exactly. The amount of people I've had in the comments, especially on people like Lord Leem's video, you know what? all the all the videos that have like, I've been on my channel, there's a lot of people who are very judgmental with the type of clothes that you wear. Or Bro, now all the Leem's got a bit of the long hair like me, yeah. got the scruffy look, people are like maybe he's lost all his money. Bro, there was someone who who commented on um on that video saying he's not wearing shoes, can you not afford them or something like that? People don't realise when you when you make a certain amount of money, yeah, the looks just don't matter anymore. Exactly, yeah. Like look at the richest people in the world, they don't drive the nicest cars. Mm, and they just look like average. The ones that are not used to making money yeah. make it look like they've got money. hundred percent, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt what you were saying earlier. What does success mean to you? What is your end goal? Yeah, so success end to me means that like live generations are going to be good. So like my kids and their kids are yeah. going to be able to explore what they want to do. Now, I don't care if my kids don't make loads of money, but if they're doing something that makes them happy and makes an impact to the world, then that's happy for me. Mm. But they'll never be able to do that if they don't have a good background in terms of finances. Yeah. So that's what success means to me. Success means to me that like my mom, she's in Pakistan now because she wanted to go see her dad, uh, dad's graveyard because her, her, her mom passed away not long ago. Um, so I paid for her to go to Pakistan. I paid for everything. Mm. Um, that success, being able to give your loved ones wh whatever they need yeah. for good reasons. Not buy them cars, but give them life life. What they actually want, what they need. Yeah, of course. My mom can't afford to go to Pakistan because mm. she's been on furlough. She can't afford it. So I just yeah. gave her the money and said, go do mm. what you need to do. Simple, isn't it? Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, I hope you lot enjoyed the episode. I've definitely learned a lot from this. So I hope you all have as well. Uh, if you've got any more questions, feel free to message me or Cam on Instagram. I'll put them both here right now. Make sure you subscribe because like I said, we're trying to reach that 10K goal by the end of the year. I know we can do it only at 700 off, something like that. Um, other than that, follow, is it, what's your new Instagram? So I've actually got my, I've, bro, you know what? I thank God, I thank God the other day. I've got my first ever Instagram back, the one with 20,000 followers. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's the underscore king. No, let me do it. It's been that long that you have to remember the what it is. underscore yeah. ecom underscore king. Yeah. And then I've got another Instagram, which is the dot ecom dot king. So whichever one you want, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to put them both in the description anyway. Make sure you go follow him. Uh, his YouTube channel link is going to be in the description below, along with the course that we were referring to earlier on as well. So you can check that out and you can maybe start your own dropshipping. Um, if you found this podcast useful, make sure you smash that thumbs up button. Let's hope to get to above a thousand likes. That would be really, really great. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you leave a review and follow on there. Other than that, I'll catch you all later on the next episode. I'll see you at your cost.